The Bet365 Country Racing Hour to kick off proceedings. Jess Tubbs will join us. What a horse they've got and just believe he took out the trotters into Dominion. We'll catch up with Tamara Noble. This was a terrific story. Tamara was told she was probably a little bit too heavy to be a jockey, but now she's riding plenty of winners and she took out the Chinchilla Cup there on the week, excuse me, on the weekend in Queensland. Michael Lane will join us as well. He's a superstar trainer based out at Bunbury in Country WA. He teamed up with his son, Damien Lane, to win the Starstruck there on Saturday at Ascot. We'll find you some winners with bag of tips. Facing the breeze with Anthony Button, Jack Trainer as well today. Plus a big midweek masterclass with Chris Nelson. Mitchie Lewis will look at that Flemington meeting on a Wednesday afternoon. And Mark Roden will also join us. It's eight minutes past eight. Let's get stuck into the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And we kick off proceedings as we head to Bacchus Marsh after this superstar trotter was successful in Brisbane on Saturday night in the sport's biggest dance, the Trotters into Dominion. Majestic Lavros, third quarter, 27.8 at the top of the lane. Just Believe, Just Believe takes over. Mufasa Metro's trying to rally. Queen Elida can't reach them. Don't stop dreaming. Just keep believing. He's going to make history here. Just Believe, race is clear. What a horse, what a moment. He's done it again. Just Believe, Mufasa Metro. Back to back into the minions for Just Believe. He was a horse that uh, arrived at Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugar's stable probably just over two years ago. And since then, he has been clearly our best trotter. It took him a little while to, to get to the number one ranking, but he did that winning the Inter-Dominion last year. And then he hasn't looked back. He continues to win our feature races. He represented Australia with so much class and he gave us so much pride in his performances there in Europe. And then he's come back a different horse. Scary for his opposition, but he's gone to a new level. And he proved that in Brisbane during the Inter-Dominion series when he remained unbeaten throughout that series. And Jess Tubbs joins us now on the line. Jess, congratulations. Has it sunk in just yet? You're a two-time Inter-Dominion winning trainer. (laughs) I don't think that'll ever really sink in. It sounds a little bit funny when you hear it, but... um... No, we're certainly thrilled with how the horse was able to perform. And, yeah, he's done Victoria proud. So tell us the story going back to the time when he joined your stable. What were your expectations and thoughts when he when he arrived in your barn? Uh, we knew he was a nice horse. He'd done a really good job um, with Mick. And, yeah, I mean, obviously he ran third in the Inter-Dominion before we got him. So he was nothing to scoff at. And um, But, you know, always a bit of an unknown quantity. And we certainly weren't expecting the domination that um, he's been able to produce. So what surprised you about him when he arrived in your stable? What did you think, well, geez, this horse has got the ability to to go to the, to the level that he has? And, and since he's been in your camp, Jess, um, What's he like? What what's made him improve so much to, to see him be the horse he is today? I think there's been a lot of things go into it. I mean, um, part of the surprising part about him, I think, if you saw him at the yearling sales, you wouldn't sort of look twice. He's a, an unassuming sort of looking horse, but um, yeah, as he's proven, that really doesn't matter. He's just got this will to win and this competitive streak in him, yeah. um, which is combined with a completely relaxed attitude. So he doesn't waste energy on nerves. He'll um, he'll be asleep in the stable before before his races, and um, he's pretty much back to sleep again straight after the race. So I think all those things, just the way that he's built as a horse, uh, go towards him being able to perform the way he does. He had three, uh, yeah, and and. Sorry to interrupt, but he just, he, he seems to be, as you point out, he's bomb-proof these days. Like, to do what he did 
Can you just explain what he did from door to door once again when he went to Europe? Yeah, well, I mean, the the trip from our place was um, yeah, to the airport and then he actually got stuck on the tarmac for a few hours while they were trying to load some kind of cargo that wouldn't fit on the plane. And then it was a 60-hour journey um, of aeroplanes and ferries and trucks to get to Sweden. So uh, it was a hell of a trip to get him there. And, um, yeah, just to take that in his stride was something else. And uh, on the way back, it was even worse. He had a month of quarantine to do uh, as well. He did two weeks over in Germany and then two weeks in Melbourne. So to have a, a solid month of no exercise and then um, to be able to get back up as quickly as he did to perform in the Inter, yeah, we're, we're just in awe of him. And it seems like, and, and when we had a chat to Greg Sugars, your, your beautiful husband the other day, he, he did say that he's just like, he's, it's hard to describe. He's full of confidence and he knows he's the best these days. Um, it seems to me, even though he went really well over in Europe, that he's just a different horse again. Yeah, he's he's certainly gone to the next level uh, from professionalism and ego. Uh, yes. He knows he's good, that's for sure. And Dad always said the good horses know. Yeah. Um, and, and that little bit of extra attention and treatment that they get, they really do thrive on that. Um, they love knowing that they're special. So whether it's a few extra carrots or an extra pick of grass, um, those little things can go a long way in um, yeah, in their confidence and the way that they behave around the stables. So when did when did he know that he was good? When did you think that 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 um, penny clicked for him, where he thought, "Well, I'm I'm now the king." I think the Sweden trip really was t- a turning point for him. Um, he was already quite full of himself, but all the media attention that he got in Sweden, <laughs> we had a laugh um, watching him in the warm up for the uh, Inter Dominion heat, when he just stood in the middle of the track, and we just said he was waiting for the cameras to turn up. Um, he's got a bit of that about him now. So I think just the constant attention um, really got him fired up. And yeah, he knows he's a star now. So did he surprise you how how well he went overseas there, Jess? Because um, when you look at his record, like we all know that he had no luck in his elite, elite lop heat, but then he mixed it with the very best in Europe and he wasn't far off them, like beating seven and a half metres and three metres. And he proved that he could... If he draws well, he could definitely make an elite lot final um, with the form that he's in. Um, did he surprise you that he could mix it with the world's best? Yes and no. Uh, we had full confidence in him and we knew how good he was, but we the unknown for us was the European horses. We just didn't know how we'd measure up because the sort of impression everyone was giving us from over there was, you know, buckle in because good luck to you. Um, they're flying machines and they certainly are, but to see how competitive he was, uh, even though the elite lot was a bit of a disaster for us, the subsequent races uh, really showed people over there that he is up to the world's best. And to run second to Francesco Zepp was just incredible. Yeah. And um, I think that made a lot of people sit up and notice. Does it give you the temptation to go back again? But as you just pointed out, it's such a, it's such a, a long journey for a horse to put him through that again. Um, but he seems to be going better than he was last year, um, which is quite scary. Or do you just stay at home and, and win every race that's in front of you? Um, have you have you made a decision on that just yet? We haven't made any decision. There's certainly the temptation to go back to Europe. Um, you know, there's unfinished business there, not having come away yeah. with a win. It, w- it would be lovely, but um, there's a lot to, to weigh up for us and for the owners. Um, and, yeah, we'll... 
we sort of said we get through the Inter-Dominion, we've got a few different things on the table and, um, yeah, we'll have to sit down with them and have a chat and decide what their priorities are because ultimately it's their horse and what they want us to, to push forward with is what we'll be doing. With Jess Tubbs, a trainer of Just Believe, I think from a selfish point of view, from a racing fan in this country anyway, I think everybody would love to see him go back overseas if he's fit and ready to go, just to prove a point in a way. Um, a bit like the Aussies going over to England and playing the Ashes, and there's nothing better than international competition, but um, it is a difficult one, isn't it? Because he's, will he be eight next year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I should know that. But yeah, no. I think he is eight next year, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think the age is an issue. It's just yeah. really, um, yeah, what the owners want to achieve with him. It's it's financially uh, a huge burden for them. So um, we can't we can't uh, yeah. sort of well, ignore we'll, their opinions on that. We'll, we'll have to all put in, tell them. <laughs> we'll, we'll send the hat around because what did he make over there? Close to what a hundred thousand dollars, but it'd be a hundred thousand. It'd cost more than a hundred thousand to get him back. I would imagine. Yeah, he, he won just shy of 80000 okay. when he was there. And, um, yeah, it was well and truly over 100000 the trip. So, um, no, it was, it was certainly expensive. And from our perspective, our business, you know, had to, had to take a big hit having Greg away for so long. And, um, obviously, the workload for everyone at home was significantly yes. increased. So there's a lot of things to weigh up. And, you know, the races we've got here in Australia and New Zealand are nothing to scoff at and um, financially probably worth more. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. The dream would obviously be to go back and have another go at the Elite Lop and try and have a more positive outcome. But uh, time will tell. No decisions yep. have been made yet. It's about time that you go on these working holidays. I see Greg just sunning it up in Queensland and going to, to Europe at the Elite Lop and you're um, battling away in terrible conditions. Um, I love your social media, Jess. You've got... Um, <laughs> flooding issues, you've got to grade the track, you're fixing everything, you're keeping the farm alive, really. Um, surely has to pass the baton on. Oh, I don't know. I don't like to leave home too much. Okay. Um, it has been a bit of a challenge, this Queensland trip. I think we've had about 200 mil of rain since uh, Greg went up to the sunny state. So there has been a lot of track prep lately, and um, yeah, I'm pretty good on the conditioner and the grader now. But um, no, look, it's all, it's all fun and games. It was, I think, 36 degrees and a thousand percent humidity in Queensland. So I'm pretty happy to be back home, mm. even though it's raining this morning. Well, Jess, congratulations. It's some story. He was unbeaten in the Dominion. He's one of the great Southern star. He won the Inter Dominion last year in Melbourne, but he just wins every big race that comes his way. Um, what's next for him? What's his big target coming up? He'll come home and have a couple of weeks off and then we'll get him ready for the great Southern star on yep. Hunter Cup night. That'll be his next aim. And we'll, we'll try and go back to back again. Yeah. Which you, you probably, you probably um, would be fair if you start outside that second row and you'll still win by a couple of metres. Um, I think he's, <laughs> he's, right, he's that much better than everyone. Um, well done, Jess. Congratulations. I tell you what, you've been a gun administrator. You started the Phoenix, which has become Greyhound Racing's biggest race. Um, and then you had to pass on that job at the Melbourne uh, Greyhound Racing Club to be the superstar trainer. And since then, you won two Inter-Dominions, um, a great Southern star, a host of other group ones. There's just no stopping you, Jess. <laughs> I like to keep busy. Yeah, well done. Keep up. <laughs> uh, keep on dominating. We appreciate your your time here on Giddy Up on this um, Tuesday morning. No worries. Thanks, Gareth. Great Have to catch. Great to catch up with Jess Tubbs. 
Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you on this uh, Tuesday morning. It is 8.25. This is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. We've got a Pataki ham to give away a little later on. Of course, Christmas wouldn't be the same without a Pataki ham. But this is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And Razor Mason, who's become our Country Queensland correspondent these days, told us, Gareth, what about the Chinchilla Cup there on Saturday? And Tamara Noble is a... A jockey going places, and she's been able to have success throughout the country season there in Queensland. And she took out the big one there on Saturday, the Chinchilla Cup. And Tamara Noble joins us on the line now on Giddy Up. Tamara, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Now, tell me a little bit about your story, how you got into this game. Uh, so, I used to be a show jumper, and my first boss seen me at the shows and offered me a job. And yeah, it all just went from there. He said I sat on well and he thought I'd make a good apprentice, so we followed on through with that. So how old are you, Tamara? I'm 27. Okay, so um, you've been around horses all of your life? I started when I was 13. Okay. And what yeah. about the thoroughbred? What did you make of the thoroughbred when you went into a race stable for the first time? Uh, so I actually had an ex-race horse as my show jumping there, so I, I was sort of used to the different attitude, how they can be a bit hot and temperamental. Yeah. Um, so I adjusted pretty well, but I really liked it. Like just having something to work with instead of a push button pony. It was, it was always good fun. Yeah. So, um, they are hot and temperamental sometimes a thoroughbred. So do you enjoy the challenge when you jump aboard these gallopers and these different gallopers each and every week? I do. It's yeah. It's always something, something different. Like no two days are ever the same. And have you had many challenges being a jockey? What's been the biggest challenge for you? Um, definitely my weight. So I've always sort of looked at it and gone, okay, like I might not make it as a jockey. I'm that bit heavier, but I've managed to work around it and I managed to sit at 56 kilos. So I ride at 55 every week, which has been good. Yeah. And Razor, our correspondent, Razor Mason said that you've been an inspiration because, um, a lot of people said that you were probably going to be too heavy in a way to be a jockey, but you've proved a few people wrong. Yeah, he he spoke to me at Roma two two or three weeks ago and he's congratulated me and said I've proved him wrong and whatnot. So a lot of people sort of did have a lot to say early on that I was too heavy and everything, but I guess those people sort of just push you to to want to do better and to prove that you can do things, yeah, that, um, even when, when they don't think so. Well, that is bloody inspiring. I love it, Tamara. So did you have to do extra work behind the scenes to make sure that you keep your weight under control? Um, tell us a bit about that process. Yeah, so I'm constantly watching my diet and just really careful with what I do. Um, I try and stay pretty active, like going for a walk or going to the pool and swimming laps. Um, yeah. But it's pretty full on, like it's no, no days ever I get to just sit down and have a chocolate or <laughs> I can go out for lunch with my sisters and whatnot. Like I'm constantly watching what I eat, even if we do go out for, for a feed or for dinner or whatnot. So I'm always like, oh, well, can we go here? Like I can actually eat at this place. So <laughs> it's good fun. <laughs> Christmas must be difficult. Yeah, so I'm racing at Warwick on Boxing Day. Uh, so I'll head to Mum's and they're all going to have Christmas lunch and I'm going to be in the tub sweating, I'd say. <laughs> well, hopefully they look after you on Boxing Day then after you, 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 you race at Warwick. But what about Villa Den? Explain that thrill to take out the Chinchilla Cup there on the weekend. So, yeah, no, it was my second ride on the horse 
Um, and Rodney said to me, he said, just ride him like you did at Cumbia. So went out and had every intention to ride him exactly the same. We had a different gate this time, like out wide. So I had to really work on getting him out the gates and trying to get him behind that leader. Um, but managed to get across pretty early. Like he jumped better than he did at Cumbia, which was nice. Made it nice and easy to get that box seat. And then just sat there nice on him. And the horse travels really well for me. Like didn't have to do much. I wanted to get outside that leader around the 800, but couldn't get there. Like the fence was a bit soft by the end of the day. So Zach opened up the rails and I sort of managed to get a nice run through there. How good's that? And so um, was that your biggest success in the saddle, taking out the Chinchilla Cup? Um, it's up there. So I've had four cup wins now, but the horse is definitely special to me. So yeah. I I definitely enjoyed that win a lot more. So you're the, you're the Country Cups queen then, they tell, they tell me then, in, in Queensland. Yeah, they've been calling me that the last few weeks. So <laughs> it, it's a nice sort of title to be given. It is. It is. And why, why do you love Villa Den so much? Oh, he's just, he reminds me so much of my show jumping mare that I yeah. used to have when I started racing. Um, he's just got that lovely temperament, but he can be, he can be a bit like on his toe and whatnot. So he's sort of, he's just got that really nice personality about him. Do you have dreams to get into the city one day? What's your, what's your goals for this sport tomorrow? I just, I always want to improve. Like every time I go yeah. out, I just want to keep improving. Um, like it would be nice to get to the city, but I guess every day is different and we never know what challenges might face us. So sort of just poking along and when when the, we're ready to take the next step, I'm sure the teachers will let me know and my manager and my master. So we'll just keep poking away and hopefully make it there. So how long have you been riding for, for now, Tamara? Um, just shy of seven months. Okay, so you've only been in it for a short amount of time. Um, yeah. And you already won four country cups. Look out. Yeah. Jamie yeah. Carr, you'll be knocking on her door before you know it. Alicia <laughs> Collins. Nice. Have you got an yeah. idol? Have you found a jockey that you really want, like look up to that you say, oh, geez, I'd love to be you one day? Samantha Collett, she's been really yeah. great with me and just her personality, like she's such a nice person and she's so willing to try and help others and she's, like she's a really good rider too. So she's a massive inspiration for me. Like I really look up to her because she's so level-headed and so kind. Like you always want to see your, your fellow riders improve. And, and yeah, I hope to be like a lot like her when I'm developed into a bit more of a senior rider. Well, you're a bloody star already, Tamara. To do what you've been able to achieve within what six or so months of um, race riding and you've overcome some obstacles. You've proven people wrong. Obviously you're very determined, resilient and, and hungry to be successful. So I think um, Razor Mason is looking for a horse for us, a, a giddy up horse for the, the bush circuit. Now you'd probably be too good for the bush circuit by the time we get this horse, but um, I'll have to say Razor, we found our jockey anyway, tomorrow night <laughs> we'll, we'll book her in. Um, we'll get in nice Sounds and good. early. Um, yeah. No, that sounds good. I like to stick out bush. Like it's a, real family sort of orientated yeah. racing circuit. So it is nice. And I do plan on like, no matter where I go, always sticking around the trainers that have helped me on early. Like I believe in the loyalty of it. So yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. And, and so it sounds like it, as you said, it's a big community that the, the Queensland bush circuit, the non-tab circuit, there's a lot of great people there. Yeah, there definitely is like, and so many encouraging people too. 
Yeah. Oh, that is sensational. Hey, um, it's a wonderful story. Well done with everything, Tamara. And, um, yep, you've taken out another Country Cup there on the weekend, the Chinchilla Cup. And what do you do with yeah. all the cups? Um, I haven't got a trophy yet, but I did go out to Rodney's Christmas party and we managed to get everyone to have a bit of a drink out of the cup, so that was enjoyable. And oh, Rodney, the trainer, so there you go. Um, yeah. I'm glad you can enjoy one Christmas party, but we wish you the best of luck, especially on Christmas Day. Hopefully your family are kind to you and, and don't rub in the, the turkey and the ham with the gravy and the spuds and the potato and everything like that and the crackle. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll stop right now. <laughs> Thanks, I'm sure they'll set some aside for me. <laughs> Thank you, Tamara. Well done. Thank you. Thanks for having me no, on. No, you're a bloody star. There's Tamara Noble. Um, she's taken out four country cups, she just told us. She took out the Chinchilla Cup there on Saturday. That was her fourth country cup since she started riding. Um, and she's the princess, I guess, now of the country cup circuit in Queensland. And, uh, yeah, just listening to her this morning. Um, she's a breath of fresh air for the game there in Queensland. 0499 736 736. Gareth Hall with you on this Tuesday morning for the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. So many great stories over the weekend, as we mentioned a few times. Scalacci was sensational to take out the Phoenix there on Saturday night at uh, the Meadows. He becomes a millionaire. Talji was sensational. He did a few interviews here on our SEN platforms. So that Greyhound helped him now purchase his house, pay off his house. So, so that's a terrific story for the pizza shop owner there at Carum Downs, just outside of Melbourne. So well done to Telgy. It was a terrific story. And then we had so many wonderful narratives that were unfolding there at Ascot. And Rusty Dreams was one of those, this four-year-old mare by Universal Ruler, trained by Michael Lane, who trains just outside of Bunbury in WA. So hopefully Laney will join us shortly. And uh, it was a great tactical battle between Cray Williams and Damien Lane because Damien Lane was riding for his father, Michael Lane, with Rusty Dreams, and Super Spink was ridden by Craig Williams. So Super Spink was in the coffin, as they like to call it, leaders back on the fence, so third on the fence, and on the outside of him was Rusty Dreams. In the old trotting terms, he was one out, one back, and D-Lane just didn't – he didn't go for home or peel out three wide until it was too late for Craig Williams to get out of that pocket. So he kept Williams into that pocket – basically to the 300 meter mark and then had too much momentum for Craig Williams to really pick him up with super spink. It was race riding at its very best. So hopefully Michael Lane can have a chat to us then. There were so many terrific stories out of the West throughout the pinnacles. Um, Donna Reardon's doing a good job with her team, especially for Bob Peters. She trains just outside of Perth and secret attraction was too good. Count the sessions is a terrific story for Holly Taylor. This horse has jumped out of the ground since joining uh, Holly Taylor's camp. And then D Divine Belief was the first horse that Damien Oliver kicked home there on Saturday for David Harrison. And then after that, magnificent Andy Fest, J. Miller, who's had one hell of a pinnacles, really. He hasn't took, it out, took out a major race, S.J. Miller, but all of his horses are fired during the pinnacles. And, um, yeah, he's had a carnival to remember, and that would have gave him extra satisfaction with Magnificent Andy tasting success there on Saturday um, with D Oliver in the saddle. 100 winners for his old man, isn't it? It is indeed, and it's been quite the journey. Oh, definitely. Fantastic, though. We've had a good time. What's it been like watching him progress and ride all these winners and become a Group 1 winning jockey but still share that special bond you've got together? 
Oh, amazing, mate. Really good. Been a great time. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. No, it's well, it's well deserved. I'm sure he'll get emotional too when I talk to him. No, he won't. It'll be just another interview. <laughs> he'll say, how'd the old man go? <laughs> he still ride for you now that he's ridden 100 winners for you? I don't know. He might give me a spell for a while, mightn't he? Oh, I reckon he'll keep on going. <laughs> it must mean a lot that as well you get the oh, well wishes yeah. here too today, Austin. Ter- terrific. No, he couldn't be... Um, no, no, we're, we're, uh, the industry's very good to us. What about the horse? Uh, two and yeah, they're the, they're the best father and son combination in the game. There's no doubt about that in sport, if you ask me. Austin and Harry Coffey, a couple of Mallee boys living their dream, 100 winners combining together after they took out that eighth race at Kyton last week with Tetsuro. And um, Harry Coffey, our great mate, joins us here on Giddy Up. Harry, congratulations, mate. Well done there last Thursday. Thanks, J-Man. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was a pretty rewarding win for a 58 at Kitten. So, yes. Um, no, it was. Uh, no, it was. A, it was a good day, and um, time, 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 uh, time flies when you're having fun. So yeah. it doesn't feel like that long ago that we started. But um, yeah, me and Dad have stayed mates all the way through. So uh, we've teamed up a lot and had a lot of success. And is, you're as loyal as they come as well, because there would have been there would have been opportunities for yourself to move closer to Melbourne from your Swan Hill base, but you've always stuck around Swan Hill to, to help out your old man and work those horses in your hometown. Yeah. I just both myself and my wife are very, very, very family orientated people and we're very close to um, both our parents. So that's probably fallen um, to dad's advantage. He's always had a track work rider to call upon. So um, yeah, we're, as I said, we're pretty close family, um, even be it having slow horses amongst it. So there's been some testing time, and uh, yeah, geez, we've had some we've had some disagreements, but that's usually just about horses and because we want to do well rather than um, anything major. So now, as I said in the interview, he's been a great boss, and um, I've learned a lot from him. But more importantly, he's been a um, a good dad as well. Yeah, he's been he's a sensational dad, and you've got a lovely mum Marie as well. And we all know your story. Um, well, people listening to Giddy Up around the country, um, Harry's been battling cystic fibrosis since he was since he was born and a young boy. And he was told, I think, on a few occasions that you probably sh- you, you you I don't think you can be a jockey. Um, Harry, but then I think it was your your specialist said, "Well, you go and chase your dream and do whatever you want," and you've done exactly that. Um, it was was it was it your old man Ossie that didn't think that you should be a jockey, or did he give you the green light from the get go? I can't recall. Um, now he was pretty keen to, um, to to let me have a go at it. Yeah. I tell you what else, we might be battling Gareth's phone reception on between. Lelbert and Witchy Fruit <laughs> right out in your area. Oh, but, yes. Um, That's okay. We understand if you drop out. Um, no, Dad was pretty keen to give me a go at it because just my whole um, upbringing as a, was a kid was um, if I wanted to do something, well, to have a go at it. And if I couldn't do it, well, then at least we tried. So yeah. I played footy and, and went to school and did everything else that all the other kids got to do. And, um, look, I might have been battling away at the back, short of breath, because that's what cystic fibrosis is. But um, mum and dad never um, put me in the back seat of the car and said, no, nah, sit there, you're not up to it. They always uh, had me out doing stuff and tried to, you know, give me as normal childhood as possible, which, um, yeah, credit to them. And then it sort of just translated into being an adult like that. So um, when I said I wanted to ride in trials and track work and races, um, I think, you know, they were keen for me to do that. 
I think they were more worried about just, um, you know, the, it, for any rider starting out, it's it's a worrying thing for parents because mm. any fall can be um, a massive risk. So it wasn't really to do with, um, they didn't think my health was up to it. It was more to do with just um, probably getting their young boy all the way to, to 15 and keeping him healthy and well, and now he might stuff it up by falling off a yeah. silly horse. So that was probably more well, their worry, but um, it's all worked out well, pretty you, good. you come a long way since you did your first fast work anyway. Didn't it bolt on you that time? Yeah, I did three laps of Swan Hill, <laughs> and um, Dad Dad ran down to the gap, and um, on the second lap, he just yelled out, just keep hanging on, she'll, <laughs> she'll stop. So... Um, he, and he, and he did say to me, oh, cause I, I did hang on for the whole three laps and he said, oh, you might, you might have a little bit of go in here. He said, most of them jump off at about two and a half. So, um, but I, it's funny, bolting is a terrible feeling, but, um, about a lap and a half in, I thought, well, I might as well sit here and enjoy it now. So, uh, it wasn't too bad. It was before high visits and, um, lights as well. So it was pretty dark. What did you come home and say to your mum that night, that day? Oh, did Dad say, don't tell your mum what just happened? Yeah, he didn't say, yeah, he just said, oh, I probably don't tell your mum too much. Just say that, <laughs> just, just, just say that um, you're probably not quite ready. And I remember, yeah, I went, I actually, uh, mum said, oh, are you going back over in the morning to the stables? I said, oh, no, nah, Dad said to um, have the rest of the week off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but after that, after that situation, he he actually ended up um, leading me off a pony, yeah. and um, that that's actually how I I could already ride, but I sort of didn't really have the um, the strength. I was only thirty eight kilos, or yeah. maybe thirty five, and yeah, he'd canter around leading me next to a pony, telling me where to have my hands and where to put where how flat my back should be. So. Um, not only have we spent a lot of time in the car, living in Swan Hill, driving to the races, but we've spent a lot of time next to each other on horses as well. Well, you couldn't get taught by any better horseman because when you ask people around any um, walk of uh, any stable around Victoria, when they, when they speak of Oster Coffee, they say, geez, he's just, he's just a natural one hell of a horseman. So you, you were taught by a pretty handy teacher. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah in a really good spot. Um I actually had uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in here, but uh, Darren Weir said to me one day, he yeah. said, "I just don't know how you stuff up so much being by <laughs> the stallion that you buy." So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, the the upbringing I had hanging around, yeah, dad and my uncles with horses, and me and my brother, we we learnt to ride on horses with um, poly pipe tubes holding us into the saddle and. We were riding from uh, Beulah to Brim one day along the yeah. train line, and my brother actually fell asleep, and the polypipe held him in the whole trip. So <laughs> that gives you an idea what we grew up around. Well, mate, it's a great story. A hundred winners, and I don't think you've been—I don't think you've ever ridden better. You've teamed up with the McAvoys as well, and um, like Jai McNeil was the king of the Mallee. I don't know if he's from the Mallee just outside of Crane, but you quickly surpassed him these days, mate. You're on fire. Oh no! I reckon the resur- the resurrection of Jai is coming. He um he banged in a treble at um Bendigo Sunday, and I feel like the tide's turning. He's about to bounce back. So yep. Um, bit yep. of rivalry between us, even though he's definitely he's ran ran rings around me pretty much our whole careers. But we do love seeing each other go well. Yeah, you got a couple of links on him at the moment, so you just keep on dominating there, Harry. And um, say good day <laughs> to the, your mum and dad. And just quickly, we've got about a minute left. Um, is Semi playing for the Ultimate Kangaroos again? 
Yeah, he got signed up. So Beautiful. Um, Cash, sign-on fee, no doubt. Yeah, I went and watched him in the grand final and hay thrashed him. So how good is that? Yeah, well, not, not really because we're an Ultima <laughs> football club team. Do you have a winner for us today, Harry? Uh, I had four scratchings that all were my chances, so I'm driving to Tarang for our <laughs> <laughs> Well, you still get paid. You you and you, you can still get a hundred, whatever, two hundred and twenty, even if they're scratched. So you'd be able to buy um, Harry. You'd be able to buy some good Christmas presents anyway. Hey, mate, we've got to let you go. We appreciate you chatting to us, mate. We could talk to you all day. Hey, thanks, you, man. You keep on dominating. There's Harry Coffee. What a legend he is. I, I'm I'm biased. But he's my favourite Harry Coffee, the boy from the Mallee. Nine o'clock in news time.